You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, from the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Mad Men After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Mad Men After Show. Mad Men, Mad Men. Madman, 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 subtext. <laughs> Bing is for doing, and we are doing the Madman Season 6 after show. I'm Joe Braswell. I'm here with my former Justified co-host, Sean Covert. Yes. yes, welcome. Thank you very much for joining us, everybody. Good to hear. We, we said last week we wouldn't be here, but thank you for having us and making well, the transition. We've we, we got one more week of you guys, and then you're out of here. That's right. We'd love to have you here. Love to have you here. And uh, also, Phil Spitek. Welcome, everybody. And the guy who will be here yes. on a weekly basis, yeah. Matt Lieberman. Yeah. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Good. So here we are. Season episode three. Feels like episode two because we had a two-hour season premiere. Yes. The collaborators. Um, the collaborators, mm-hmm. which we can talk about what that means. This one's directed by our good friend, hope to be soonly good friend, John Hamm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't really know him, but I met him. He seems nice. So, um, well, let's talk about the title "Collaborators." What do we, what do we, what do we make of this? What do we think this means? Um, it can mean several things. You know, we've got uh, you know multiple parties are collaborating in various affairs. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, you know Peggy in a way is kind of collaborating with the enemy. Stan uh, Pe- yeah, and Stan inadvertently collaborating um, to uh, contribute to this uh, this Heinz campaign over at uh, Cutler Gleason and Shaw. Sure, we have uh, uh, Herb coming in and forcing our our heroes to collaborate on a dastardly plan to change the the Jaguar ad campaign. Right. So we got a lot of things going on. Also a little bit of a the you know we have a, a Don's wife and his mistress sort of having a uh, collaborative yeah. meeting in the in a the tete a tete <laughs> a tete a tete is yes. that what they call them these days and uh, speaking of tet we have uh, <laughs> we have, close we have, we have nice, the nice yes, <laughs> the, the tet offensive yeah. uh, taking place during during this episode and there there was a comment made about uh, the North Koreans and the Viet Cong collaborating yes. mm-hmm. so we have a lot of collaborators in this episode a lot going on so you know we we've got one of the things that sort of leapt out at me is we talk a lot about uh, Don and Don's. Um, you know the, the world in season in season beginning of this the beginning of, uh, of this season we see that the world's changing around Don. Yeah, like Don is still the same guy, same Brooks Brothers suit, doing the same stuff. The world around him is changing. Everyone's got sideburns. Uh, social change. This is nineteen sixty eight from nineteen sixty seven. Yeah. Um, His wife's casually bringing marijuana into their bedroom I mean, <laughs> in Hawaii. Oh, yeah, but even still, when we're, the, when we're at the dinner, when we're out at the restaurant, yeah. and you know they're talking about the Tet, and he goes, "You wouldn't know it because looking at it, so not right. everything's changing just yet." Exactly. Well, that's that's one of the that's one of the jump off points. We're going to get into Don and, and his affair, but one of the things that just leapt out at me is just how. You know the world in this episode, John Hamm directed. There is all through the episode. You have Vietnam talk, 
on the radio. Yeah. Donald's like, there's not not even paying attention, but it's on the radio. He Jack makes Carson a point to TV. mention that he shut it out right. on the day of the dinner. But yeah. in the scene, when he's in the scene, um, after he's had one of his uh, liaisons with his with his mistress, the the, the stuff's on the radio. Uh, Pete Campbell in the beginning, there's there's all kinds of stuff on the on the news and the Vietnam. Was that was that channel. our was that our our first view of a television remote control? Yes, it was in Mad Men. The clicker, we heard a click. The clicker. <laughs> and by the way, minor point, but uh, it's interesting because we'll, we'll talk about it later. But the campaign that you know they're pushing with Jaguar is a radio campaign, right? Yeah. You know, very interesting. And so the, the point is like the world is seems to be happening around them. Like the, the you wouldn't know from there, like 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 this in the restaurant, you wouldn't know it, but the world is changing around them. This is sort of a, a, a larger metaphor for what seems to be happening with for, with both um, Don and Pete for that matter. Because yeah. Pete seems to be unaware and unwilling to change himself. We'll no. not talk about Don, but Pete's really sort of stuck in the past too. And we'll 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 get to Pete in a second. I I brought this up earlier and I think that this is just an interesting point. Whenever actors on this show direct episodes, it's always uh, an episode where they're doing some excellent performance work, you know, like um, uh, John Slattery's episodes not only have a very interesting camera style, but, you know, he directed the Honda episode in season four. Uh, I believe he directed the LSD episode in season five. Um, <laughs> I loved Don's, uh, Don's monologue when uh, Sylvia's feeling bad. Yeah. For herself uh, mm. at this awkward dinner and wonderful and, editing, I love the flash forward. Oh yeah. yeah, that was great. A really, really beautiful sequence, uh, which was scored to a piece of opera. Uh, Casta Diva is the uh, is the name of the opera, uh, and or Norma is the name of the opera, and Casta Diva is uh, is the composer, I believe. And uh, interesting, the uh, the piece that they're talking about it's a, a secret love unites uh norma a seer with polione the roman proconsul who's the father of her two children uh but he's grown tired of norma and now he's seeing a younger woman who he's trying to convince to leave to Ro- uh, leave rome with him but her friendship with the older woman uh leads to her downfall when she tells the older woman of what's happening so it could spell uh, bad tidings for Don mm-hmm. due to the friendship between Megan and Sylvia that's starting to develop. That's a lot of foreshadowing there. That's a lot one, of foreshadowing. One through operatic one, translation one you did on the fly. Matt Weiner, man. <laughs> that man's crazy. But. Well, let's, let's, let's jump into uh, to Don specifically and Don's yeah. affair. I mean, people last season seemed to be clamoring for the old Don. You know, I mean, <laughs> last season was all like, and you know, we got this domestic bliss Don, and we kind of miss the old, you know, carousing Don. And at the end of se- last season, there was that bit where you know the the woman asks you alone and it was mm-hmm. just, you know so big thing you're alone, but um, so here we see him at, at season one and we finally see him at the end of the season back to his old ways, cavorting ways, cavorting ways. But we get into in, in episode three here we actually get into unpack that affair and how it's, how tangled it is. I and, think it's a, it's the most complex affair that he's ever that he's ever been a part of. You know, just because it's it's so close. Yeah, to home. I was just gonna say, proximically, it would have to be. Oh complex yeah, because they they know each other so well. But I, th- I think Don, too. You know, uh, I think it escalates because Don wa- wants it that way. It, you know, when uh, the doctor comes into the elevator, right, right off the bat, mm-hmm. we see this, and it's it's almost so simple for Don to be like, I forgot my cigarettes. Yeah, right. You know, and 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 it's funny because the doctor's response, you you know, you should really 
look out for your health or something like that, quit it. Quit that. Yeah. yeah. This is what he says. Like, right. Yeah. Does he know? Well, no. He, he, play, he plays with fire because he wants to yeah. get burned. You know, yeah. he, oh. he talks he talks down to so Sylvia. So literally the cigarettes, the metaphor. Literally mm. the cigarettes, but also, you know, also literally with a Sylvia. Metaphor? I don't think you yeah. can do that, but anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, well, hey. <laughs> it's a literal metaphor. Hey, man. Literally metaphorically speaking. On the new, on the new Mad Men after show, <laughs> you can literally have a metaphor about anything. Okay? Uh, you, I'm with right. you. Go. Yeah. You run um, with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... You know, he talk as much as he talks to Sylvia about not hating herself and not having yeah. self hatred. Uh, I think that we actually we got an interesting point with the flashbacks yeah. this week uh, of Don and his mother at the whorehouse, mm-hmm. and he has uh, his run in with the uh, with the guy who runs the rooster, the rooster, on the rooster. He's the that's he's, he's the cock it, yeah. of the walk, and you know he not only he's in charge of all the hens, but he makes the morning come. He's in charge, so oh, he's nice. not. But Don, Dick, so Whit- but Dick Whitman is not able to save his mother mm-hmm. from this guy, mm-hmm. right. and I think that one of the reasons that he hates himself so much, beyond all the other reasons, this like root thing of just. Yeah. He wasn't able to save his mother. He wasn't able to save her when she died. He wasn't able to save her in her lifetime. Wasn't able to save her for any of this. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, he doesn't deserve this marriage, you know, which, while not perfect, Mm -hmm. is loving and real. Yeah, clearly, Megan loves him. She loves him, and she's not... She's not fake. She's not a Betty Draper. No. She's not going to recede into some kind of psychosis. She's really present. But at the same time, their relationship is... uh, in many ways based on fear I mean just you know look at how much she had to tiptoe around the miscarriage the yeah, fact that true. you know w- is this something that you would want mm-hmm. right you know, and and she doesn't even accept the fact that you know it's it's what what we want or you want. You know, it's okay, and she's not accepting of that fact, which right. really mirrored the dinner scene between Sylvia and Don, where they keep asking each other if they yeah, know what, what they want, want, want for for dinner, and then it becomes really what do they want in all, their all all of the things that that Don sort of loved, initially Don loved about Betty Draper was she's this perfect person, the ideal the ideal the ideal woman. They were together for this perfect life, but then he went off of that because it was too perfect. It was just not not the what he wanted. He, everything he loved about Megan is the fact that this was, this felt real. This felt real. And this felt different. And now we sort of see them slip into this in this mode where it's like it's back to being this sort yeah. of a cookie cutter perfect thing. And I think Don's bored. He, yeah. he wants out. But but obviously I think that the proximity, him having this affair in his building. Um, is obviously self-destructive for, for, yeah. for the reasons, and it's like it's certainly convenient, though, isn't it? I mean, oh, you gotta, like, yeah. right? ah, come on, elevator. But it's really, I mean, God, I, you know, I've got my my predictions locked and loaded. I, I can't see how they don't get caught like immediately. No. In episode five or something. This is just the proximity ins and outs. The doctor leaving, him entering, mm-hmm. her ex- exiting. This is it's, it's, it's like a screwball comedy. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. It is very much. So. No, I, I think they could honestly carry this out. I mean, if they really wanted to, they could carry this on for seasons to come. Mm-hmm. Only because uh, as as him and the doctor continue to get closer, mm-hmm. yeah. it just reminds me of um, the movie um, Double Indemnity. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know where Frank McMurray. Yeah, they, the, 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 the the reason why they couldn't catch the criminal was because he was a close friend of right. the guy who was trying to catch him. Hmm. Yeah, and so but the closer you are, the yeah. less likely you're. Yeah, but he'll, get he'll, caught. I, I, the only reason why I don't think they could keep it going is that Don would get bored. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's on Don. That's yeah, not. Exactly. That's not him I, getting caught. That's true. I know. I, yeah, he may get caught. He's yeah. never going to be happy until he stops running from himself. Right. You know. Um, and it, it, one interesting thing that I noticed uh, in uh, the first time that uh, Don and Sylvia were sleeping together in mm-hmm. the episode, and uh, he pays her. He gives her money. Yeah. 
Exactly. Right after we saw this whorehouse yeah. flashback. Yeah. And he continues to distance himself from these women by making it a transaction. Right. As as we saw in that wonderful... Well, isn't it, though? Really? Well, is, it, is it John? John Comerford it? setting the calls back. <laughs> it's not even 10 p.m. Um, and by the way, I say double indemnity three times fast. I no, no. Double indemnity, double indemnity, double indemnity. Oh, look at you. I'm, but, was, you know what's interesting? It, to me, you know, that scene when, when they were first together, it's interesting the power that she also has over him because she, you know, she put him to bed. You know, yeah, he's missing right. work for this. Like, it, it be, in the past, he would have just done his thing, gone to work, and, you know, whatever. It could have been 20, 40 minutes, but at least sure. he's not missing a half a day of work. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it, what, that, that scene in the restaurant was very telling. I mean, talk about the, the return of the old Don. I mean, that was very much the way, I mean, the the juxtaposition between sort of Pete's affair, we'll get to Pete in a second, but mm-hmm. Pete's affair and sort of how that's spun out of control for Pete with his mistress and how Don's affair almost kind of spun out of control for Don, but Don's Don. He's not Pete. He won't he's the rooster. He, he, Don will not let that happen. So the minute she got a little squirrely, he yeah. said, you know what? You can you can play this game all you want, but I'll be yeah. taking your clothes off in about 10 minutes. So, yeah. so order, let's, let's so, knock it off. So order a steak or, Diablo, order a Branzino. Let's get this done. Let's get, let's get out of here. <laughs> yeah. That was that was vintage Don Draper. That oh, was yeah. some good. It's so strange, though, because last week, though, you know, when, when she was asking, what do you want, the, the New Year's resolution, what do you want for this year? And he says, I want I don't want, I want to stop doing this. And mm-hmm. then yeah. clearly this, this week, it's that's all he cares about, right? Well, I think in a sense. I mean, even at the dinner, he was saying, "Look, I want to do this. I want right. to, you know, I, you know, I like being with you. As soon as, as soon as you have a different idea, that's news." Yeah, exactly. It's, so it's he's situational. not interested in, even though he wants to stop doing this. Not gonna. Well, yeah, but I think Don, it's a situational. If she was one way, he reacted to her. She was, you know, um, kind of being out and saying, where are we going with this? And Don is Don, so he just turned it around and just said, I want to be with you every day. I think of you all the time. Like, he yeah. just sort of turned it up. I think if she is... Which had, can't be the truth. It's not the truth, but Don's, Don knows what to say. Oh, yeah. Don's Don. He's he knows what man. to say. Yeah, yeah exactly. He's an ad man. He knows exactly what to say. Mm-hmm. So, um... And I don't know. We I guess we'll, we'll get into predictions of where this is going later. Well, but. let's talk about the. Uh, I definitely want to talk about him at the end where he makes that. You know, she she says, you know, you can't knock like that. He's home. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And yet they still agree to see each other uh, the next day. And then you know he goes. He, he can't even get in the door. Right. I mean, he looks so pathetic. Yeah. Can't go into his own home. It's 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 a uh, definitely. The, it's too of, real there. What's my my of, wife just had a miscarriage. Right, yeah, it's, it's but it's also there, there's there's two dons. There's the don that sort of so every now and then we see the don that the don Draper you know with with, with the pocket square and the tie yeah. and the brother and suit. And we see Dick Whitman. And every now and then we see Dick yeah. Whitman. I think that was definitely a Dick Whitman yeah. right there. We see him outside the door like interesting. His know. name is Dick Whitman. <laughs> hey, yeah. I didn't name yeah. him. <laughs> so speaking, let's, let's let's move on to but well before we move on to Pete, let's talk, I want to thank all of you for listening to us on iTunes. We really, really appreciate um, your wonderful patronage, patronage on iTunes. Um, we love all your comments. We had a lot of comments for the first week, and we weren't even here yet, so we'll have yeah. a lot of... Yes. Hopefully we can continue all those comments. A lot of fresh comments. Fresh comments, and hopefully there will all be fives, because we really, really like fives. Joe Sanfilippo loves fives. That's his big line. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You'll be able to hear more about that next week. Next week. Yeah. But um, we really appreciate you listening to us there and um, downloading us, and there's lots of other shows as on AfterBuzz as well. There's 60 other shows, so um, check out us on other stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. So let's jump into Pete. So we, we I talked, I talked a little bit about sort of the juxtaposition between the the, the two affairs, mm-hmm. Don and Pete. Pete's obviously that Don. Pete, you know, I mean, he's flirting with women. He's feeling he's got a sideburns going. He's feeling a little good about Here, himself. Here's the biggest difference for me. And uh, poor Trudy figured it out. <laughs> it's he couldn't be discreet. 
Right. Whereas yeah. Dawn is as discreet as you can get. Sure. Yeah. Peaches couldn't do that. And yet they're still both banging their neighbors. Neighbors, I know exactly, right. but that exactly. shows how how one's really Pete and yeah. one's really Dawn. But Trudy yeah. set this up, set this whole operation up so that she doesn't have to bring this home. Like yeah. he knows we have an apartment way over here and you, you can do she, whatever you yeah. want. And Don is like he's met, he's pulling this whole operation off like a super spy in his own building. Right. Whereas Pete is just bungling the whole mess in his neighborhood. Well, I, I think it, for me it was definitely a realization. I gave Trudy a lot of credit because yeah. you know the fact that she knew. You know, you, yeah. we could have considered her dumb until that point of like, okay, doesn't she realize what the hell's oh, going she on? She always he knew. She's yeah. always she's always known what her husband was. Right. You know, even as as far back as season one when he started to sow the seeds of discontent early on in their relationship. You know, like right after they got married. But you always you always saw this sort of slow transition of power between Pete and Trudy. Like yeah. at first it was Pete, and then you know Trudy was this one person over here, nice, this slow transition of power until today. Trudy just Trudy dropped. locked it down. She got gangster. <laughs> she went nuclear. She got gangster on them. Yeah. <laughs> just like she's here's, like, here's 50, how it's gonna go. Yeah, fifty miles zone. If you so much as piss on my lawn, you're done. <laughs> you're toast. And poor Pete tried to get you know he tried to be reclaim his manhood, being like, well, but you're gonna sleep alone tonight, and you're yeah. gonna regret it and she's like not I'll, poor Pete I'll take my screw chances. Pete yeah but yeah. Do, all right so do you think Pete's mentality is the same as business in business as is in his relationships and I only ask this because uh you know also the way he's handling the clients right so Don has that line you know yeah. if you if you handled the clients as, as well as you did me we right. wouldn't really have a problem right um clearly not clearly clearly Pete I don't know what Pete's deal is. Pete is definitely sort of a robot. Yeah. He has this sort of he has the inability to to he's to be aware of what's happening, what other people are feeling at all. Yeah. His inability to have any kind of empathy for any, any situation. We saw that from season one with Peggy all the way to now. And he is, and he's almost like an Aspergery kind of yeah. thing he's got going here's, on. There. Here's what I think. He's he's in an, a stage of his development that's very similar to where Don was early in the series. Mm. However, while they both hate themselves and they're both you know not content with what's going on in their lives um i think that don had a level of self-respect that came from his job mm-hmm. whereas pete even though he has all of the status that he had hoped to achieve no one respects him right and that lack of outward respect continues to fuel his inner spiral yeah, well, well, Pete's chasing Don. Pete's Pete's always wanted to be Don. So the mm-hmm. way he approaches it is almost like you know, it's the book smart versus street smart. Like yeah. Pete's the guy who's going to write down all the right words, repeat them over and over He's again, Bob and say Benson. Them to the client, right? Yeah. And Don's the guy that just comes from his heart, but it can't come from Pete's heart. So right. That that that's the difference. But to answer your question, Phil. Absolutely not. I mean, he's he's great with clients. He's great with people, which is ironic. But is he great with clients? I mean, no. He placates clients. Yeah. He knows how to make them happy from a from a business standpoint. From no, but that was a good. I mean, you know, uh, is, yeah. talking about the difference between Don and and him. You know, it's right. funny. Like, you know, they brought up Munich, and then he just storms off. Like, well, who the hell won the war? Right. Exactly. That's, yeah. that's a Pete Campbell. Just, classic just let Pete me Campbell. be right. Let right. me be right, everybody. Right. Like, well, or more. I have no idea what the hell you guys are talking about. I don't care. But just let yeah. me be right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, there were some interesting stylistic touches uh, in this storyline. If you looked at even the color palettes mm-hmm. in uh, in Pete's house and his apartment, and mm-hmm. then his house after 
uh, Trudy finds out about the affair. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very warm tones at the start. Pete's wearing red. And then when he's in the city in his, like, kind of crappy apartment, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's like it's all very, dismal. very cold and dismal. Yeah. And then it's like it's warm again. And then all of a sudden at that morning after, ice cold. Right. And you, you would think that would be different, right? Because at night it's supposed to be colder. It's It's dark. And in the morning, sunshine, bright new day, right. not a bright new day. How long do you think it's going to be before Pete realizes what he just gave up? Oh, like a, a, tonight, he's already yeah. in an office alone. Like he he knows it that second. By the way, you know, I want to talk about that scene because I thought I thought it was great in terms of, you know, he's kind of. A f- I don't. I wouldn't say it's a Socratic method, but mm-hmm. in many ways, he's kind of figuring out. So it's all about appearances, isn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. it you is. Know? Well, he's always. This is again. He's always sort of been chasing Don, and you see him have this lament every season. Like, what is it about you, or why do you get to be this, and you, how come you can do this? And he's still, you know. I'm just wondering. Do you even think Pete is at all aware enough to know what he's what he's just done, no. and what he'll be no. missing? I, I mean, I, if I, he did that, that takes a level of self awareness I don't see him having. I really, I really genuinely believe this. This even part of this whole this affair and this yeah, this is a, a quest for Pete to still try to be like Don I think mm-hmm. he thinks like mm-hmm. well Don's this hot shot I'm a hot shot too Don's got the suit I have the suit Don's got a Don's irresistible to women I can be irresistible mm-hmm. to women like and then but yet it doesn't quite work out you see it, <laughs> it also you know it, it, it's funny because uh, so when they're doing that pitch right so yeah. Pete's doing the pitch mm-hmm. he can't sell yeah. Don, if he tried, Don could have been half asleep and he could have really done right. it if his spirit was into it. Yeah. Right? Oh, was, that sarcasm was beautiful. <laughs> right. It was just dripping. It was so rich you could spread it That's on amazing. toast. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing um, job. I just want to. I just want to go back to your point, John, mm-hmm. about uh, about self awareness mm-hmm. and uh, and the line. It's all about appearances, isn't it? Yeah. And it's like he's the one who's bringing it up. And he with such disdain, but it's the one lesson that he really should have learned when it comes to came to his affairs. Yeah, because he was the only person who didn't yeah. realize. Oh, you just you have to keep up appearances if you're going to be a jackass. Yeah, I mean you have to at the very least make things look normal yeah. if you yeah. want any kind of respect. Yeah. This is this is classic Pete Campbell. Like he does not effing get it. Mm-hmm. Like he gets it, but like, he understands yeah. it. Like he sees it all, but he doesn't. Like he doesn't get yeah. it at all. It's the rifle. It's the rifle in season one. Yeah. It's uh, you know, he has to show off. He has to be flashy because otherwise, you know, he's. A, I think he's just afraid that eventually, if he doesn't make noise, everyone's just going to leave him alone. Yeah, because they would. Yeah, they right. would. Right. So I mean, I don't know. So what, what do we think? I mean, there was nothing to put into predictions or anything. But do we? Do we so did she, the the mistress? I can't remember her name. Did she tell the husband what happened there? Um, Brenda. I, Brenda. Yeah, Brenda. Uh, she either told the husband or he beat it out of her. That was a brutal yeah, beating. Was, her yeah, nose yeah, was yeah. broken. It was yeah. brutal. And uh, that line, uh, Pete, when uh, when Pete and Trudy are arguing over who's going to take her to the yeah. to the hospital, oh, yeah. and he's like, uh, she she offers to take her, and then he's like, oh no, I'll run you over. Yeah, I'll run you over. He's he's because <laughs> he realizes the bomb that's just gone off inside right. his house. Well, I like the uh, the the husband the the uh, mistress's husband's shout out. She's your problem now, Campbell. Like that's. <laughs> and she's not even like you look at you look at the difference in their mistresses. Mm-hmm. You know, with 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 Sylvia, you've got a level of warmth and humor mm-hmm. that uh, that what, what's her name again? Brenda. Brenda just does not have. Nice she's at this apartment, and uh, Pete offers everything under the sun. And she's like, "Oh, I don't like that. Yeah. Oh, I'm fine." Yeah, yeah, I'm good. And like, I was half expecting her to like recoil when he went up to kiss her. Well, she, she almost did. She was nothing at the moment. The, yeah. In the beginning, she was just 
it was almost like she wasn't present. It took her a second to really. Well, well Pete Campbell's not going to get anything even close to he, an intellectual. He doesn't have game. He, he's not going to any 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 brain cells firing. He's not going to say, "I'm going to take your dress off and have it actually." Work and have this this going on. The, <laughs> the hand the on the hand. neck. The, yes. Oh wow! I'm suddenly well, I'm very getting warm. the vapors. I'm, I'm suddenly very you. warm in ways that I can't even explain. I took off my shirt when when Don Draper said that. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was it was the hottest thing I'd ever heard. <laughs> well, look, look at his instinct going from you know as you talked about the 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 drinks and all that mm-hmm. music to hey I like your lipstick. Right. Like talk about not <laughs> subtext. Yeah, that's all right. Thank Pete, you. No game, Campbell. Yes, that's all right. So, but but we were since we're talking about it because you mentioned it earlier. What is he ever going to realize what he's given up or what he's screwed up? So it, this, yeah. So you obviously think Trudy's a huge catch then. I think I, I think that Allison Brie is a huge well, yeah, catch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get um, that part. Yeah. I, no, Trudy Campbell is a huge catch. Yeah. She comes from money. She's responsible. She's mm. smart. She's beautiful. She keeps a good house, and she let him do whatever the <laughs> f he wanted. Yeah. Because she loved him enough to just let him do it. Right. You know what? Like, like he was not a great husband. She was a great wife. Mm-hmm. I concur wholeheartedly on all points, especially about the Allison Brie being drop Mike. <laughs> Mike that's, I mean, that's basically on the studio. Also, yeah. I mean, she's she's in large part uh, responsible for the advancement in his career. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, she's she's the type of wife you want. She's a quintessential supporting wife, like by your side. You know, yeah. During that whole first. airline debacle, sure. Yeah, she was she was right there, and she she sacrificed for him. Damn it, Pete Campbell! Exactly. What's wrong with you, man? No, he's What's he wrong with this guy. He, he knows, and I agree with John. I think he knows what he lost, but I doubt he'll ever admit it. No, because he's never. I don't think Pete Campbell's ever admitted to any. He might anything he's done wrong. He ever. might beg to get it back, but he'll never admit to anyone except maybe Trudy that he was wrong. Has, uh, I don't think even to her. Yeah, has he? Has he ever? Has has, has he showed any remorse? Any kind of if vocal it, remorse? If for it anything? had, if it had, or even awareness. If it had strategic value, <laughs> he would do it. Mm. Here's the thing: I think even even Don gets mad a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, he still has rational arguments. Whereas Pete gets mad. He looks like a child. He storms yeah, off, says nonsense. Who won the war? <laughs> you know, yeah. that's, that's his comeback. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Which is, you know, kind of a strong comeback. He's a spi- but No, he's a spineless weakling. Yeah, It would have been a stronger comeback if well, he'd stay. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about the, the opposite of spineless weaklings to me, which is uh, Peggy, my girl Peggy Olson. Oh, yeah. Uh, over, over there at... Uh, Peggy Westside. The Quest Girl. Uh, yes, yeah. over there at uh, uh, Cutter yes. Gleason and Shaw. Yes, Cutter well, Gleason and Shaw. Is she, is she really as strong? I mean, yes, they're, they're making her out to be the new Dawn and, and whatnot or, or in comparison. Oh, right? they don't even need to make her no, out. She's, she's, she's the new Dawn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that was a terrible motivational speech. Well, <laughs> it's, 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 it's you it are you, <laughs> but the work needs work. Well, but it's not you. She she's the new Don in in, in work only. Like she's. Yeah. This is the question I have. I wanted. Well, I, Don I, I love give, that scene. Well, yeah. well I, no, I love that scene. But the question I have is: Did she did she have that reaction because because she has such contempt for these guys? She yeah. really genuinely like these guys. They work for me and they do, but they suck. Is it because she's so good and she expects work at her level, yeah. or because she genuinely doesn't know how to re- interact with people? I think know? I think it's a bit of both. Yeah, you I know, do. I think you, it's both. you look at Don's management style. He, she's the only person that he ever encouraged, mm-hmm. and that was only behind closed doors. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know she expects the level of work that she's putting out because that's the only way that she's going to be able to right. make 
the best possible campaigns, do the best possible job that she can, and now she kind of knows how it feels to be done, because that's how he felt every time she brought in a crappy campaign. And let's not forget, she came from being a secretary. She, in, 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 in the early oh, yeah, she 60s... She has that great moment with her secretary, yeah. where she's like, right. you know, they, they've they bonded at Right, least. because well, she respects the secretary, I think, mainly because she's a woman. I think yeah. she, she came... This is the one piece that... You know that 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 no one can understand, but Peggy is that she overcame being from being a secretary in the early sixties in that misogynistic office at that time yep. to being a, a, a copy editor, a copywriter, to doing great work. One all of the first, of, with all kinds of shit yeah. the whole time, including from Don to yeah. break through that and then finally be recognized for her work. And now she's like, "You clowns can't even be funny." Yeah, you know, like, you she can just, only she be funny when you're making fun of me. Yeah, dick. <laughs> She, you know, I hate these guys too. Actually, yeah, I'm with her. Oh, they're just—they're pathetic. Yeah. You look at how they're dressed; like they're—they're <laughs> they're just meant to be. They're like drones. They're right. like worker drones. <laughs> but the, but the, Sad worker drones. The, the thing that she hasn't realized, right? And and you know, we'll obviously talk about Stan and and because she's right as Stan and says. I love their equal. friendship. I just—it's a—it's a great friendship. But here's the thing: uh, you know, she has to realize the higher you climb, the more alone you will be. Right. Oh yeah. When this Heinz thing blows up in Stan's face it's that's the end of that friendship but even before then she she thought like uh yes that she was leading this team of three but that they they would respect her and it, they would rise above the level of making these kind of jokes as with the quest right. thing they're not they're lesser than you and right. they will pull this stuff right yeah because At the same they, time though she's not showing any development in terms of her uh, management style i mean like we just said don did uh give her good insight Behind closed doors and and encourage her, etc. She's not using any of that. Well, I think she has that. But that, that I, don't, I don't think that's the. She doesn't have that gene yet. Well, but that's my point: is that she. How do you not recognize? Well, look, uh, if, if you're the next Don, what she isn't. She isn't learning what not to do because of who right. Don was. And I'm going. And, and that to me is like I want her to see. I want to see her be able to take all that stuff and get rid of those stuff that doesn't work. And I, I right. just want to see more of that because yeah. I think she's smarter than that. That's mm-hmm. a lot. I mean, that's a lot. A lot, a lot to do too. Like you, you know, some some people are, you know you have this problem in television. Mm-hmm. The big thing with, with television folks yeah, is you're writers. You're right. You're, you're head writer, your best writer in the world, you get your show gets picked up and then you're the boss of a multi-million dollar organization yeah. and yeah. you're a writer, you don't know what the hell you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not, yeah, this, yeah, this happens. So, for Peggy, it's the same thing. Yeah. You know, she's a But she's creative. not getting the best out of her people. Because she doesn't know how. She's a creative. She's but a creative. that's what I, I'm saying yeah. is you, you don't know how but yet you've seen how not to do it and you, you know, with the people you've worked with and you've seen yeah. how, how it worked well with you. To, to give to give you encouragement to make yeah. you a better uh, ad co- copywriter etc. So why isn't she incorporating any of that? Because she just doesn't seem she, to be missing. Because she has no respect for these guys. Yeah, she yeah but I, I don't. It, I agree. And but who cares? You're still not getting the best out of your people. And right. I want. I think she's smarter than that. Right. You're right. Mm-hmm. She or I mean, yeah. here's the thing. Again, uh, you could go to in this situation. You can go one of two ways. Either you're going to just solely do all the work, which yeah. you could, and resent your whole team. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could have this or you could try to find some new employees mm-hmm. yeah are we yeah. talking about Peggy or After Buzz? Hey. Okay. Hey. Whoa. <laughs> Where's the feel. parallel? I got real, Phil. I got a little real. I saw your eyes. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. You know what I mean? So, so Peggy should understand those three kind of scenarios, and I'm sure there, you know, yeah. there might be more that I'm not even thinking of. Right. Yeah. No, right. I, I, I agree. I, well, another thing is I think, you know, um, 
Mr. Uh, Ted Shaw. Shaw. Ted Shaw. He really believes in her. You know, I, he does believe her, but he's also, he's kind of a master manipulator slash motivator. I mean, yep. he really, like, you know, Don really knew how to get the best out of Peggy. Like, but Don really did not get the best out of Peggy, which is basically appeal to her, her, her creative side, her work side, and challenge her. And she's like, you're better than this. And so Shaw also understands that, but he mm-hmm. does it with more flattery. And like, you're the best. You are the best. And she's like, I am the best. So, mm-hmm. but I think that Shaw is a little more manipulative. It feels, it's something about Shaw that, like Chaw. 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 Excuse me. C- yes, right. Chaw. Yeah. C H A O U G H. Chaw. Chaw. Well, I, I think, <laughs> so I think here's, the, here's the good news. He, he understands that, uh, and now more so than ever, that by having her, you know, to a degree, it's eating away at Dawn. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, they're, sure. they're definitely mi- missing her. So, so he took that away. Oh, I can't wait for their first scene together this season. Oh, that will be beautiful. And, mm. and he, he also, I think he understands her, and, you know, he understands that she's not quite the leader. She's not understanding of the position. And so she will keep these friendships as she did with Stan. Right. And ultimately, it will lead to this. Right. As in, by the way, I really loved your yeah, speech he, about beans and ketchup. Beans hates ketchup. Yeah, yeah that was great. <laughs> but, you know, he's, I don't, you know, Cha, I don't think he should have tipped his hand about the whole thing about um, uh, this is war. All I think that was a great speech. But if he really wanted to get information, continue to get information that way, he, he shouldn't have let on that he was doing it. I think it was. I think it was just kind of no. This is the reality. You work for me. Yeah, I know. They're right. the end. I'm, I'm just speaking Get to his board. point. Yeah. Okay, so. uh, okay John. So I, I mean, <laughs> it's it's a, it's a bold move in the sense that okay, if if you know now. Get, in, empower her by giving the self awareness of what is going to happen, and um, and empower her by saying, you know what, you're at an advantage, and you can continue to be at this yeah. advantage. Right. Yeah. Well, let's briefly transition really quickly over from from the from from Peggy and what's going on with with Cha and Cutler Gleason and Cha to what's happening over at uh, SCDP. Sterling Cooper, Dave Raper, Draper Price, which yeah, Dave Raper Price, which poor late Lane Price, his name is still on the door. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so we've got we've got this Heinz debacle, and we've got Jaguar. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, you know, beans and ketchup. Yeah, beans and ketchup are fighting. Mm-hmm. Do you notice? How I love I love the fact that you can have a speech like that, so simplistic, and yeah. we understand what that beans right. and ketchup, yeah. beans, beans, ketchup, ketchup beans, ketchup, yeah. beans, ketchup, beans, <laughs> ketchup. Yeah, they're fighting. You look at that first scene with beans and ketchup, and like Timmy, the ketchup guy, his blue suit, right. suit. is the yeah. only color in the room. Yeah. It like just pops, and you're like, wow, this young guy, this is the guy to watch. Um, and then, you know, of course, Bob Benson's in the room. Um, we'll talk, right. more. We'll talk more about Bob Benson I know you later love, you, love, you love Bob Benson. Oh, Bob Benson is going to be the downfall of everybody. <laughs> you love Bob Benson. He, <laughs> we need to like watch a, out. He is a snake. He's a sleeper cell. He's oh, taking notes. Ticking yeah. time bomb. Yeah, but we're going to talk about so, Bob yeah, Benson later. It, in that meeting, you can see that that uh, blue suit represented sort of the new clean guard, and yeah. poor old Beans is there in his sort of schlubby suit and mm-hmm. slunched over. He's and, a weakling. You know, yeah, and, and you can see... <laughs> and afraid of cat. Yeah, so, I mean, that was an interesting moment. Do, you, do we think in that... Do we think that... Uh, they will, like Don says, you know, dance with the with the one that brung you. Do you think that's going to be the case? I think it will be the case until they hear that Chaw is about to grab ketchup. Exactly, hmm. and then it's going to be any everybody anybody's game. Mm-hmm. I think. What about let's talk about this jag this whole jaguar thing? Yeah, we, we touched oh on my it earlier God. with with Don the way he sort of turned that whole yeah. thing around. So. Jo- well, Jones in her office, and yeah. then there he is, Herb, out of nowhere, Herb. and I'm sure she has never 
been more upset in her life. Right. Now that was the first time we've really seen, well, we saw Joan last week, but this is Joan, again, Joan being Joan. It's kind of what yeah. you want from Joan, and, which is completely in control of the situation, like at her desk, completely, you know... Uh, but here's the thing, she, she's in control, but at the same time, she looks like a secretary. Yeah. Whereas, you know, she's a partner. Yeah. yeah. That's not the position, you know, not the position you want to be caught in. Yeah. That's better than the last position she was in. hey <laughs> Show some respect. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Show Man died for this company after <laughs> yeah. that happened. Yeah, show some decorum, sir. So, um, so he has this. You know, my man. You know, has this great idea to sort of push. You know, uh, the, the the luxurious Jaguar brand through local radio yeah. channels to be able to pump come up on down to Hertz Jaguar, right. where you can get a Jaguar for over ten thousand dollars because you can afford that, right? right? New Jersey, sort of a self serving, like really, you know. Yeah. Even, what, what kills me about used this, car salesman. Right, like as as Don puts it in the uh, in the meeting. What kills me about this is that Pete, you know, this is back to Pete just being so tone deaf. Like he's all about sort of serving the client. Even Roger Sterling, to a certain degree, is really about servicing the client. Yeah, and and Don's about ideas and, and and sort of what's best for the for the campaign. So you know, Don's against it. You know, Pete's pushing it, but I just can't, I still can't believe that Pete is really so unaware and he's he's going along with this thing, which is clearly a horrible bad idea. Well, you know, that account is just so is so vital to their bottom line. It's such a big part of their business. It was really important when they picked it up they, last season, you know. So yeah, in his mind, yeah. he's trying to protect the company. He's going to do whatever the client says. They made poor Joan sleep with dude. Exactly with Herb. Yeah, yeah well, with that's Herb. What I, I think in, in many ways that's why Don is hugely resentful. Right. Oh yeah, no, he, he was Don against, hates he was against him. that from the from the get go. Yeah, and we have we see another example of Joan and Don's bond when all she does after she sees him, she walks into his office, she pours a gin, and she's just like, he's here. That's all. That's all. That's all she <laughs> says. Like, and she know. just stays there yeah. sipping her gin. Mm-hmm. So, in, in in the in the spirit of Don's back, we saw Don be the the seduc- the seducive seductor um, seductive manipulator, seductive manipulator. In Gigolo. The- as yeah, the song gigolo, in the, he's just in the, the gigolo, which is the Don Everywhere we love, but we're also looking for the Don to come back, the creative Don. We didn't see much of the old creative Don in in the first episode. Not yeah. much of him. We well, saw he's, little, he's lost some of the spark. We, we lost. We thought he lost a little bit off, off his fastball, and not, not like that carousel speech he gave in season one, which is the best speech ever. But in this episode, even though it was that sort of lean back, sarcastic thing, that was Don. That was masterful. That was the most on fire I think we've seen him since like the middle or even the beginning of last season. Yeah. Like, like he was kind of, he's been kind of off his game since season four in many respects. Like, not firing on the level of like, you know, Lucky Strike season one kind of stuff. You know, he's getting older, he's getting less focused. But well, that was just pure focused fire. Well, I do like the idea. I mean, this is this, we're, we're we're on a bullet train to a Peggy versus Don creative showdown, which oh, yeah. is going to be great because you know we have the you know, the the teacher and the mentor and the master yeah. going head to head creatively to see who can woo. And it's going to be over whether it's ketchup when, or someone else. When I left, happening. I was but the learner. Right. Now I am the master. That's exactly what Peggy Olson will say. Yes, exactly. So we'll, I'm very looking forward to seeing that. Anything else in that in that exchange? Anybody got anything else to add on the whole? That that whole ketchup jaguar thingy. No, I think I think I think we covered it. All right, all right. So let's let's. Well, I want to move on to, to Mike August's catches, but okay. before that, I gotta okay. I, I gotta let you have your Benson watch. Okay, Go. all right. So this is a new segment that I'm calling Benson Watch because <laughs> this dude is a snake, and we need to keep an eye on him. Why? Um, Okay, because they hired they hired uh, James Wolk to play him. Who, if you haven't seen him before, he was on Lone Star on Fox, and he's done some bit uh, some like guest star roles here and there. He was on Political.
Political Animals on USA. Mm-hmm. He's a really gifted actor. Great and, on Political Animals. He's great on that show. Yeah, and he's positioned where he's kind of he's he's appealing to everybody. He's kind of not even Mini Don, but Mini Pete with Don's charisma. Like he's 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 kind of a, a slimy snake, but he also has some charm to him, and it will get it will cause him to go far. But the upper executives, you know, like uh, Ken last week, you know, made a point to like yeah. put him back where he's supposed to be. Mm. But he is angling to to get a foothold, and well, he's he, just going to keep climbing until no one's left. I mean, uh, just going back to that, him and Pete. You know, uh, first one in, last one out yep. type of deal. Yeah. He, he's looking up to Pete. Yeah. Who doesn't even know what the hell he should even Except respond to. Except he's, like. he's not looking up to Pete. He's using Pete. He's see, he's see, he sees him for what he is. He sees his weakness, and he's just trying to get in. Right. That's it. We'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye on Benson. He's he's <laughs> just going to creep around the background of like another five episodes, and yeah, then he's going to have a exactly. big episode where he suddenly gets clients. I'm telling you. Sterling Violet. Cooper, Draper, Benson. Is that what you're saying is going to happen? Yes. Don't. It's <laughs> not many, a joke. How many episodes that's Sterling Cooper, Draper, Benson? That's all he wants. No. Yeah. By, By the way, whatever happened to Ginsburg? Ginsburg's yeah, there. He's, he's got there. his he's got his wacky mustache. Yeah. But yeah. like, you know, where, where's he been? Um, I also want to talk. Let's talk about the Gigolo song. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, I, 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 that was a little. Oh, you you guys are familiar more well, so than I am. What do you mean? We well, say it, Phil. <laughs> I'm just saying, saying you guys are familiar. Of, we're a couple Take of it at face value. It's my theme song. No, I you know I I, I thought that was a, it was a great choice, but a little literal, a little maybe too literal for what, actually what was going on at the time. I didn't but know. but I, what I liked is it was so literal, and then you went, and then the fact that he couldn't even go into the house. Yeah. Right. Right. And I was like, yeah, well, there's okay, the one. Yeah. There's that one super telling line in, in Just a Gigolo, which you know that that one I won't sing it, but go ahead. Just gigolo everywhere I go. To, but it's like a, a gigolo who knew better days, and that's just Don. You know, yeah. that one line. He's kind of slumps on the floor, and it's like a gigolo. He's an days. aging rooster. He yeah. was once the rooster. And now so, he's just a rooster. There was it was a very sad moment because it's like you know just a gigolo. What, Bob Benson will be the rooster. <laughs> the, <laughs> telling you the thing about that song. This is a really quick thing about that song is that it's it's a song that's a happy sort of you know, you know perky song if you listen to it without really digging deep. If you don't listen to the lyrics, you think oh just a gigolo. Hello. Oh, that's, that's, that's the David Lee oh, Roth version. this is the David Roth version. This is not we the, had the uh, original, I think. This it was is not what Don Draper was. Uh, Marissa comes from to. a new school musical. Yes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, but that, that was a great, you know. No, but we, that's fine. But, but it's, it's a happy song. and you know, oh, It's about a gigolo. What's, what's wrong with gigolos? They're great guys. But they're, yeah, they're great. <laughs> he's just ha- he's just having a few laughs. With some are ladies. they? Are they great yeah. guys? He's that having a few laughs. With some la- did you yeah. see the Daily Raw video? He was having a great time with the top hat and the sure. ladies. Yeah. No, uh-huh. but the, at, on the surface, it's a it's it's a cool thing. But if you dig deeper into the lyrics, right. the lyrics are really really sad. Yeah, like really sad. You know, it's like yeah, the lyrics are like I'm just a gigolo. It's a sad sad yeah. song. So yeah. a lot a, like it's a pity Don Draper. Song. Like on the surface, yeah. he's this great sort of dashing guy who does you know it's all about womanizer and you know swirling the glasses, ripper offer of dresses. Exactly, but underneath he's a sad, sad guy who yeah. maybe has seen better days. He's just so, a poor kid that saw his right. mother. Yeah. So that was cool. I mean, I thought it was a little literal for for for, for the situation, but it was also it's a perfect music choice. Maybe a little too perfect, but yeah. what I couldn't have done anything better. I, I just want to make one one last point. Uh, the last sort of day 
or so of the episode took place on January 31st, 1968. Yep. For those of you trying to mark time on the series, uh, we had that episode of The Tonight Show that got preempted for coverage of Vietnam, which was that night, January 31st, 1968, the day of the Tet Offensive. Tet Offensive. So things are about to get super, super real. We're at the beginning of 1968, largely known as one of the most tumultuous years in our history. Giant, giant cultural shifts, giant Mm -hmm. cultural upheavals, Vietnam War, um, assassinations. Like We've got the Tet Offensive, so like so that's about to jump off, and we'll see how it affects our Mad Men crew, who seem yes. to still be talking about Munich. And well, you know, <laughs> you know again, for, for me, the interesting part of all of this, you know, goes back to that restaurant scene. Of they're they're not affected, and I think I think Matthew Weiner speaking to us today. I mean, yeah. think of think of how yeah. many wars we were realistically involved yeah. in. Still, and we, we were told to go shop. Yeah, and, you know, like. We're still here talking about Mad Men on After Buzz TV. Sure, not that there's anything wrong with yeah, that. Great. I, I, hope, go. I hope not. Undersell. Well, but there, but there is something about the, you know the, the cultural shift between where where they are as advertising guys because you know, one of my other coworkers from another job pointed pointed this out. Um, said that it's this juxtaposition between these people who are selling who are selling stuff to a culture that is rejecting being sold to. So at the mm-hmm. time you have this counterculture who's like sees you know consumerism and and you know being sold to. Yeah, well, we kind of saw that last episode with yeah. Betty and the kids in the in exactly. House. And then it's their job to sort of like you know foist this 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 idea onto these people. And yeah. mm-hmm. you know, it's all Don try to wrestle with that last last episode when talking about that you know metaphorical love and don't don't talk about love in that way. But yeah. that'll be really interesting to see how that plays out. Well I think I think no matter what, Don always believes, you know, he he said this uh, in the past season, seasons of um you know, love is there because guys like me invented it. Right. I love that line. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and so I think he still holds on to that very belief that yeah. you know, he'll make anyone That's a season anything. one line. Yeah. I, I, lo- I, lo- I love that line, I think. So um, anyway, so we'll see what happens. It's a tough year to start to be selling shit in 1968. I gotta yeah. tell you that. So, but if anyone can do it, it's Don Draper, though. Mm. Yes, sir. And Peggy Olson. So let's get into um, our, our guy, Mike August, really quickly. Um, Madman's Mad super fan. Super fan, Mike Catches August. Catches of the week. Catches of the week. And he's got some, he's still got some from last week we have that, that we didn't get to. Like we missed something. Yeah. So why, why don't you you want to drop some of those on oh, us? Oh yeah, let's let's drop some bombs. Um, so uh, uh, Don is finally facing the fact that he, while he's a master of selling the idea of happiness, it's something that he can't handle. Mm-hmm. You know, he's somebody he calls Doctor Rosen a friend, but ultimately he he says, you know, if you completed the first open heart surgery and you're you're you know you can say that it was because of a Leica, that's really going to help me out. Right. You know, ultimately. He's still angling, and he's still telling people what they want to hear to get by. Um, We have some interesting subtext. Roger uh, said, Don was just saying what everybody else was thinking, Mm -hmm. uh, which, you know, speaks to the fact that Don knows what people think, but he doesn't know himself. Uh, Mike mentions that Don was wearing blue pajamas in this episode. For for clarity, we're talking about last week. Last week. That's why why they're called Catch of the Week. Catches of the Week. Catches of the previous week. Yes. Clarity. Yes. So he was wearing blue pajamas, which symbolizes how cold he is inside. And there were numerous references to hot and cold through the episode. You know, um, when Mike Mike goes through each episode frame by frame. like Fine tooth comb. It's taken an entire week to get to the the two-hour premiere to come up with these tapes. To I'm give sorry. us these two, these two pages of catches. <laughs> Continue. So when he was talking to Betty, one of the squatters said, you know, I'd be, I would so much rather be hot than cold. You know, hot being able to feel and be alive. You know, how they were in Hawaii mm-hmm. where Don was having this, you know, religious experience. Cold being uh, dead and emotionless. Sterling was cold when showing no emotion.
emotion when he found out that his mother had passed, uh, and he was hot at the funeral with his outburst of raw emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, and even Peggy mentions that her coffee has gone cold. Mm-hmm. There's lots wow. of lots of hot and cold. Uh, and people- and we had, well in tonight's episode too. Uh, Pete, his last question was, "Is the temperature okay?" Right. So it's just, you know, it's an interesting tie back. Yeah. Um, and there's also an interesting parallel between Megan and Don where she Megan's talking about having sex while high because it's more intense. Yeah. And then Be- Betty is making these horrifying rape jokes when yeah. she's talking about spicing up their relationship. Um, and, you know, neither of them are really being satisfied, especially, you know, in these tumultuous times. And they need right. bigger thrills. Um, you know, to stay happy, much like yeah, in advertising, feel, right? where everything needs we to saw be Be-, We saw Betty get her, uh, try to get her thrills in season two or three, when mm-hmm. she went out and had her little outing. Yeah. So that was... Uh, her tete-a-tete. Her tete-a-tete. Yeah. Offensive. Anyway. Yeah. So great. So Mike August, keep them coming. I'm sure you'll have tons more from episode two. To, uh, and we will read them next week. Yes. And by the way, you know, fans, uh, write to us Anybody. again. Our big thing is uh, we, we just get the conversation going. You guys actually have a whole week to think about it, rate, and comment. And, uh, you know, it helps us formulate an opinion for the next week. Yes. So uh, let's, uh, well, this has been great. Let's uh, jump to predictions. One last thing on that. Oh, Well, no, we, 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 it's you, part of predictions. Yeah, it's part of predictions. Oh. <laughs> no worries, Marissa. Let's do it again. TV predictions. All right, so uh, the thing I was looking for last week... Ah, uh, this is a catch. This is a catch. ...was Faust, and I'm going to butcher the name of, of the devil in that. Mephistopheles. Say it again. Mephistopheles. There you go. So that's what I was referencing. I don't know what I was trying to go there with that, but that's what I was trying to reference <laughs> with it. my Thank you for bringing wondering. it back. Okay. I, mean, I can't take right. double indemnity or Mephistopheles, so I'm in okay. trouble. All right. So, uh, by the way, um, so the predictions... Well, the teaser is as... As great as ever because it shows us nothing. Yeah, Mad Men teasers are the worst. It's so ambiguous and none of the lines mean anything. They're made to feel weird. It sounds like they're just going, okay, uh, they just throw this, throw that, put this, or they purposely trying to be. But here's the thing: skating things. It's the the show is so interpretive in nature that how can you come up with a teaser that's going to show anything? Because, but I don't even why they bother. It's like why do they bother? Yeah, but it's it's like a fun puzzle. I mean, they're 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 well edited. There's no fun puzzle. You can do that. Puzzle you you can can do that with other shows and kind of figure out the through line because you you know many shows kind of have a more direct uh, you know plot line. You know A, B, and C storylines. This it can go in so many ways, yeah. and there's I think they're the plots are built thematically, but not sure. on uh, not you, in a certain direction. All you can do is you can get kind of a sense of certain characters that are going to get a push right. in that episode. Like when last week's teaser, I was pretty sure that you know that Pete was going to have a big episode this mm. week, and he did. Well, I, I I like to think of these sort of like a name that tune. Like you get, you get two lines to sort of figure out what what's going to happen with the character. So, yeah. so or two words. So it's like if Don says, yeah, but "I'm sorry," you had Cooper saying, "That's not yeah. happening," yeah. or whoever it's uh, that means he's going to die. But half of the teaser is just a, a reaction shot, right? Well, then there's somebody. It's like, there's what? That. What the hell? What? I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give my predictions in the form of of a Mad Men post episode okay, teaser. Here we go. And I encourage that everyone do the same. Okay. All right. <clears throat> this steak is cold. Uh, By God, I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> John, your prediction? I left the milk outside. All right. <laughs> Call him again. 
Joe's what? Lost I have to pee. There it is. That's good. All right. <laughs> no. And that's and this is where Marissa cuts to her reaction shot. No. If you're watching, but yeah. I, I do have. I do. I do want to break our break our uh, our format. I have one one prediction, which is we already t- we said it. Yeah, yeah. What's Don that? is going to get caught in that building in a in a, in a horrible way that will include Megan and the doctor, and uh, we'll see how he reacts. All right. I think that's too easy for Don. Well. Oh, that's you. I'm sorry. I think that is too easy for Don, and that's why I dispute it. With me. Okay. All right. Anyway, where can we uh, follow you, gentlemen? Yes, um, you can find uh, me, Joe, at on Twitter at Joe K Braswell or um, at ESPNsGrantland.com and an extra, and here on the Base Motel After Show and the Americans After Show and the following After Show. Right. Uh, and you can follow me at, at Matt Lieberman on Twitter, M-A-T-T-L-I-E-B-E-R-M-A-N. I'm also on the Doctor Who After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. Uh, you can also find online web comedy at VLYTV.com. And if you live in the Los Angeles area, uh, you can come to, uh, I do sketch comedy at the Improv Olympic West. Uh, first Sunday of every month at 7.30 p.m. as a member of DJ Fawcett. And John, go ahead, sell yourself. Be like the Don that I know you are. Sell it, John. John. Here's what I here's what I want to say. I want to thank you both, Matt, Joe, for allowing us to sit in here for making this transition. You're very oh. welcome. Uh, we know through these leaving, troubling times. That's yes. right. These tumultuous times. We know we're leaving <laughs> it in very capable hands. We're looking for big things from you, so we expect uh, some great shows, and I'm looking forward to listening to them. Well, thank you. Thank you. We'll be and follow us here at Afterbus TV, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that fun stuff. Yeah, stuff that didn't exist in 1968. And we'll see you next week with Joe Sanfilippo and some more folks. All right. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.